welcome back to the Divorce Solutions Podcast, everyone. I'm Jamie West from Divorce.com, along with Tracy Miller from Miller Law, veteran a family lawyer. Tracy, good to talk to you again. Yeah, we've had a little bit of a hiatus there, right? We have. In fact, I've heard from people saying, hey, when are you going to have some new Divorce Solutions podcasts uh, up? And, uh, well, the answer is, here we are. We're back. <laughs> we're back. Ready to go. Be- better than ever. Well, at least I hope we're better than ever. You know what I thought we would do today, if it's okay with you, is... is um, Revisit the whole topic of mediation. Now, there's a personal angle in this whole thing. Um, you, you offer mediation through your law practice. And we've talked about mediation before, what it is and, and why people should consider it. Um, there's a lot of things that I've uh, learned about it, but m- perhaps one of the greatest things I've learned about mediation, family mediation, is that um, it's highly in demand and it's increasing in its demand. Uh, because of um, the way the court system is backed up and people just not wanting to pay a lot of money to go through litigation. Take it from there. Oh, yeah. There's, I think it's a different generation now in terms of people are, you know, have, can be educated at their fingertips when they can go online and they can take a look at what their options are. And I think people are becoming pretty savvy to think, you know, why do I want to start into an expensive legal war? when maybe there's a better way to do it. And, and yeah, and I mean, the court system is, it is what it is, it's long, it's expensive, and it's it can get really acrimonious and ugly, right? Which is just not what you want, if you can avoid it. Right, so, um, you know, full disclosure, I, I have uh, taken all my certification courses yeah. now for being a family mediator. I offer family mediation, as do you, through uh, my practice at Divorce.com. And one of the things, uh, that I've also learned through this is that people are, how do I put this? They are absolutely, for whatever reason, fearful of lawyer involvement in things. And what I want to do with this podcast is, is get across to people that um, lawyers are not the evil. Um, The system is actually the evil, the overall system, the, you, you know, the entity known as the family law system if you want to pin evil on something, call it the broken system itself. It's not individuals within it. It's certainly not lawyers and it's not judges. But No, uh, and I think people, and we've spoken about that, and, I, and I'll bet you you can speak to it after you've taken, taken all the courses to become certified as a mediator. It's a shift in how you think. It's very much a shift in how you think. And people that are getting separated or in the middle of a separation have got to make that shift away from thinking it's got to be a war, it's got to be ugly, you got to fight. It's just not so, right? And, you know, there's an awful lot of family lawyers, at least a lot, an awful lot of the ones that I deal with that don't want to do it that way, right? They're quite happy to, to hammer out a settlement with somebody without having to go that route. But yeah, people have a misconception about lawyers, for sure. I mean, I guess some are better than others, and some probably do fit the stereotype, but not most of us. Yeah, I agree with that analysis, having, you know, spent the better part of nine years in, in litigation myself. Yeah, I mean, that's, that, that was the primary motivation to get me to, you know, do what I'm doing. And, I, and I'll say that, you know, I get calls at Divorce.com all the time from people saying, I'm calling you because I don't want to deal with a lawyer. And, I, and I'll say to them, well, um, you're going to have to at some point. Like the, the, the notion that you can, you can fill out all the paper, all the, you know, all the legal forms yourself and file them and everything. Yeah, you know, you can do that. 
but you don't want to do that. It's not. It's naive to think that it's like filling out, you know, a driver's license renewal. Oh God, no, no. It's it's not like that. And I I tell clients all the time, no, you need independent legal advice. Yes, you can do it without a lawyer, but you're ill-advised to do so. And why, Tracy, all bias aside, why is my advice good advice for those people? You know, I'm, I'm a real believer that people should be involved in their own case and their own making these decisions. But when you're signing an agreement that in a lot of cases deals with all the property you ever worked for and all your income if you're dealing with support issues and most of all deals with your kids, you got to go and get ILA on it so you know what your, I, I don't like using the word entitled, that's a horrible word, but you know what mm-hmm. your options are. You know um, you know what the possibilities are. You have somebody look at it objectively and go, you know, you could do better here. Maybe you could do better there. Have you thought of this? I mean, it takes an hour or so. It's not like you have to hand somebody 50 grand and, and you know, sign your life away. Uh, but yeah, and then you have an agreement. Here's the other thing then you've got an agreement that's going to stand up if somebody ever challenges it. Because if you, and people do it all the time, people have buyer's remorse or they have their circumstances change and they come in a couple of years later with an agreement and go, I don't know why the hell I signed this. Um, You know, I didn't understand it or I didn't have disclosure or whatever. First two things the lawyer's going to ask you is, A, did you have disclosure? Did you know what you were dealing with if there's financial issues involved? And B, did you have legal? Did somebody tell you, Mr. West, here's your what the support options are, here's what your possibilities are, and now you can make an informed decision. That's that's the purpose of it, right? Well, well, it is. And, you know, uh, people have to uh, understand that uh, words matter, uh, particularly mm-hmm. in agreements. And, yep. and um, that's another reason you need a lawyer. That's another reason you need independent legal advice, you know, whether you go through media mediation or not, but we're talking about mediation. So when you go Mm -hmm. through the mediation process, we have to tell people that they need independent legal advice. So what people need to understand is that the mediation process is is not really a replacement for lawyers' involvement in your separation. What it is, is it's a short, uh, I want to say a shortcut. It's, It's a less arduous path to reaching a proper separation agreement that then can be down the road converted into a into a divorce. It's not a legally binding process mediation. People need to understand that. They some people are confused. They think that well, if I go to mediation, then I don't have to have lawyers involved at all. The mediator writes everything up and then that goes to the court. No, the mediator writes up a memorandum of understanding or a quote mediation agreement mm-hmm. and then gives it to the parties who have made you know, who've, who've made the agreement themselves, basically, with you as the mediator. And then they, they should take it to their own lawyers and then get, get it um, sent into the court and filed that way. You know, I had this discussion with, um, um, with somebody that I was dealing with, and this lady was a really smart lady. She's an accountant. And we were talking about people, the mediation process and people getting ILA um, and why, you know, people are concerned. And I was dealing with people this week and they were concerned also that, well, if you get lawyers involved, this is going to blow up and go to hell and cost everybody a fortune. Oh yeah. Because you guys right? are always trying to get people to fight is the, is yeah. the, is the mythology. You're trying to get people to fight. Sorry. Yeah, but ahead. here's, but here's the thing. 
if if you come in, let's say you came in and you said, okay, Tracy, I've got this agreement and it says I'm going to get 50000 to settle property and, mm-hmm. and it's all spelled out. And I look at it and I say, well, Jamie, I think you need this. I think you should have got disclosure on that because you're guessing at the number. This isn't how I crunch out the numbers. I think you could, if you did this on a strict calculation, you could end up with $80,000. Now, at that point, it's your file. It's your life. You can look at me and go, okay, we talked about all of this, but I'm good with 50. I thought of all of that. I'm good with it. Thank you very much. Right. Like, right, and exactly. I think people, I think people are intimidated by lawyers. I think if a lawyer looks at it and goes, what in God's name are you doing? Why are you agreeing to that? Then they second guess everything. Right. Well, and you, you used an example of, of money there. You used mm-hmm. an example of trying to agree on a, on a monetary figure for, for a part of the separation agreement, which brings me to another point. The first thing that mediators are going to do if they're mediating the financial end of the separation agreement is they're going to ask for the same thing that lawyers in the court ask for. They're going to ask for full financial disclosure. So, yep. And I have, and I've medi honestly, I have mediated cases where people say, I'm not going to do that. I'm, I, I, we absolutely are not going to go out and spend a thousand bucks to get this formal appraisal done. And at that stage of the game, you just have to be crystal clear that when you settle it, you're not going to get to come back later and say, gee, I've reconsidered or I've changed my mind or whatever. And that's also the purpose of getting legal on it, right? Is you have to be crystal clear. If you're waiving that, you're not coming back later and and trying to revisit it, right? But but I agree with you. I think think people think that lawyers are going to make it worse. And it all comes back to, right, this is your file. Lawyers work for you, right? I work for people. I know who the boss is when I have clients. Right. Right. And if they tell me, yeah, I'm not doing that. Okay. Yeah. Then that's their call. But so, so the question then comes up theoretically, then, then why, if I have to have a lawyer involved, Jamie West of, of divorce com, why, why do I need to hire you to be a mediator? Like, why don't I just, why don't we just go the other route? And, and the answer is simple. Mm-hmm. You do not want to pay two lawyers no. their $400 plus hourly rate to, do the thing that a mediator can do for half of that and you get to really kind of maintain your power and maybe even come out of this thing without feeling like you've gone to war and and get something that's that you can stick to because uh you haven't given over all of your power to say a judge to make the decision you've you've retained uh your power between you and your your ex on on how you're going to raise the kids where they're going to live all of that stuff rather than handing it over to strangers who aren't as invested as you are and and that process usually takes a lot less time to go through and time more than anything is what costs people money in litigative processes do i have it pretty clear there well and i think people need to understand um you know, you can decide you want to mediate and you can go and get legal beforehand. You can get yep. legal during the process. You can wait and get legal at the end when everything's done. It depends on your comfort level, right? Um, I mean, you can get a lawyer involved at any point along the way. You can have so, a lawyer right sitting beside you. Absolutely. Uh, uh, I've you done know? that too. Uh, exactly. Sorry, go ahead. 
No, and, and I think you're right. I think, again, I never want to sound like I'm just bitching about the court system because I honestly believe that well, a lot I'll of... I'll do that, though. <laughs> but I think the judges that are in it, I think that the ones that I'll do, deal with it, I think they honestly are trying to get the, the right result. But people have to realize just how acrimonious it is and how much it's going to cost them and how long it's going to take them. And I will, I was going to say guarantee, but it's a word I never use. If you spend two years and a hundred grand going through the system, I think you will get to the end of it and look at it and go, man, I wish I'd sat down with him, even if I can't stand him and try and hammer this out at the beginning. Right? Yeah. And I mean, look at everybody's fearful at the start and, and nobody mm-hmm. wants to spend money on this because they're already upset that it's happening, et cetera. Absolutely. But you've got to get, you've got to get it through your head that it's going to cost you some money. Mm-hmm. Not, none of this comes for free. And now it's a matter of mitigating uh, your, your, quote, financial losses uh, based on saving time, retaining your ability to um, have more input into how things shake down uh, at the end and, and reaching a resolution uh, much more quickly than you would otherwise. Um, and and yeah. I think the part about mediating or doing any process, but doing some type of ADR, for sure, people need to look after themselves, right? And we've said this so many times, but it's so critical. If you're that angry, if you're pissed off, if you're depressed, whatever it is, you deal with that separately, right? Deal with that as you're going along. you got to deal with that because if you carry that into whatever process it is that you're going to try and work out these issues, it's not going to go well for you. You know, you raise a really good point there because um, uh, some practitioners, including me, uh, offer a separate process whereby uh, we can take people into um, sort of a, not a therapeutic process, not at all, uh, therapy process, but a communications coaching business, sort of a changing your way of thinking about this stuff yep. uh, process to get people sort of settled down uh, before we actually enter the formal mediation process. And a lot, oh, of, for me- sure. a lot of mediators offer that um, a- as well, and, and, it's, and it's useful. And the other thing is you should always be looking for mediators who are, you know, well-resourced and networked when it comes to other professionals, other credible, qualified professionals who can assist, whether they be financial professionals, whether they be therapeutic professionals, um, you, you know, don't, don't, not all mediators are the same. So d- kind of do your, do your homework, but realize that it's a voluntary process that once you're in, it doesn't mean you can't get out. You can, no, it's true. You, you can bail out it at any time. Um, you can seek independent legal advice at absolutely any time that most mediations are of the closed variety. You know, we talk about closed and open and they processes. Yeah. And, and these, are, these are closed processes, meaning there's a, a, a high degree of confidentiality. The only area where confidentiality is limited is if, if the mediator hears declarations of harm to self or harm to children, then they have a duty to report. Well, who's, uh, who's going to want to do mediation if it's not going to be closed? Who's going to want to sit down and discuss maybe what they're thinking, maybe what they'd consider if it's going to be thrown up in their face later, right? Right. Nobody's and going the, to want to do that. That's the difference. People are listening right now going, well, what's he talking about closed versus open? Well, closed, mm-hmm. it's confidential, which means it can't be used in court later on if you... If, yeah, you can't say, you know, well, Jamie, when we mediated, you, you said, said you this. would take this, and you can't go and put that in an right. affidavit. You can't summons the mediator and go, well, we had this discussion, and now I want you to hold him to it. Nobody's going to have those discussions if you, if there's that kind of exposure, I don't think. Right. I know. I agree with you. Uh, absolutely. And, uh, you know, I just thought, well, 
you know, for our first time back here in a while, I thought let's uh, let's review some of that Absolutely. stuff for people. And of course, um, if you've got uh, if you're listening and you've got questions, how do people get a hold of you, Tracy? Um, you can email me. It's Tracy at Miller-Law.ca, and it's uh, Miller Law and Mediation. You can find me on the net. Right, and my email address is uh, jwest at divorcecom.ca. Now, this is the part in the program where we uh, <laughs> we have to s- stay in good stead, and it's the disclaimer part of the program. In fact, some of our loyal listeners have said this is their favorite part of the entire show is when, really? uh, when we read the disclaimer. No, I'm <laughs> Of course the legal part my yeah. god okay so you're the you're a lawyer you go ahead yeah. and take it this time how's that go for all it. right all right the divorce solutions podcast is only a discussion of legal therapeutic financial and communications issues that can arise in the context of family separation this podcast is not intended to give you any advice on your personal situation every situation is different you should consult your own lawyer for legal advice on your particular case and we hope our discussions will make our listeners take a close look at the process options available to them Nothing discussed on the podcast constitutes individual professional advice specific to the listener's personal circumstances, whether legal, therapeutic, financial, or otherwise. We stress every time, get your legal advice from your own lawyer, get your accounting advice from an accountant, and get therapy from a therapist. And we hope you can resolve your issues in your situation in a cost-effective, expeditious way that's going to benefit your family. Boy, do we ever. How'd I do? You did great. <laughs> One take Tracy Miller. That's what we're going to call Damn, it. Damn, right? From now on, honestly, you did a great job. Tracy, yeah. as always, a pleasure to chat with you, and uh, we'll look forward to talking to you again down the road. Take care. Okay, see you next time.